The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut invites you to spend the next quarter of an hour with us for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. This is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the next sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority. Before we begin my husband's message, let me remind you of our church website at www.shiarjashub.org, where you will find information about our church and services, as well as a library of radio programs for serious Bible study. Shi'ar Jashub is spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Here now is the author of The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Last time we were finalizing some points in the section on administrations, uh, and we looked at the biblical principles that direct how elders and deacons are to be selected. We said that there was a tension between uh, the principles of the scriptures, which uh, down over the centuries resulted in different systems of church government. Uh, there are several different biblical principles. We discuss them, and, and how you balance them, how you weigh them together, will determine how you how you will go about church government. And, and that uh, difference of interpretation has led to different forms of church government. And we've tried to balance, rightly divide, and apply these principles in our understanding on how elders and deacons are to be selected and on church government. And here's another example of that tension. You know, when you have truths in the Bible, biblical principles in the Bible, sometimes there's a tension uh, so that you apply them in their right proportions, in the right way. You divide it rightly. And here's another example. The local church versus ties to some larger organization or ties to a founding body or ties to a historical church. If you remember last time in our discussion, the elders of the church, we saw that the office specifically was tied to a location, right? The local church. Acts chapter 14, verse 23, Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey. Uh, it says, we read it last time, so when they had appointed elders in every church, when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They went through all the cities again and they appointed elders in every church. So the local authority has the administration of that body, of that church. Titus 1.5, remember? For this reason I left you in Crete, Paul says, that you should set in order the things that are lacking and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. So the administration of the church was a local function. The elders, or if you want to call them pastors, or if you want to call them bishops or overseers, as well as the, as the deacons, were appointed in every church, in every location. 
And then Paul and Barnabas left, right? They went back to Antioch and Syria and left these elders to have the role of being the helmsman in the church. Uh, for that matter, the church at Antioch that sent out Paul and Barnabas, if you look in Acts chapter 13, we've read this several times. Remember in chapter 13, verse 1 in the book of Acts, now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, and it names them. Verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. And we talked about that. And if you notice in that section, it's the Holy Spirit saying to the teachers and the prophets through the gifts of the Spirit, separate to me Barnabas and Saul. You do not read that the church at Antioch sent down to the church in Jerusalem for approval, right? It was a work of that local church. And you know Paul's position. We read it last time, uh, Galatians chapter 1. Paul's very clear, very blunt about it. In verse 1, he says, Paul, an apostle, not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And then he goes on, and you have the discussion that leads into the council uh, at Jerusalem, and we discuss the council at Jerusalem in depth. But just some key verses, verse 11, uh, about his conversion. But I make known to you, brethren, uh, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. Down to verse 15. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. And we know from the book of Acts, he was preaching that whole time. You go down to verse 18. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. Uh, now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. Paul is saying the groundwork here to say, look, I was chosen without man. Uh, once I was saved, I didn't run down to Jerusalem to get their approval. I did go down after three years. He spent time uh, with a handful of apostles. Down in chapter 2, verse 1, Then after 14 years, and this is the council of Jerusalem, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Verse 4, And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in who came in by stealth to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. Verse 6, 
but from those who seem to be something. Whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me, but on the contrary, when they saw that the gospel for the uncircumcised had been committed to me as the gospel for the circumcised was to Peter, for he who worked effectively in Peter for the apostleship to the circumcised also worked effectively in me toward the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas or Peter and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. So he talks about the council. He's going there. They're agreeing with him. But you can see Paul's not going there saying, I'm inferior to you. And our church up in Antioch is inferior to you. Paul's knowledge of his responsibility to answer directly to the Lord is clearly seen in this section. It's very blunt uh, that he is zealous to do what is right in the Lord's sight, and that supersedes any organizational ties. Yet, yet, the local church clearly does not exist in a vacuum either, does it? This is the tension we're talking about here. Um, for that matter, consider Antioch of Syria. Consider this church where they were first called Christians, that they're sending the people down from to Jerusalem. Uh, let's look at Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11 and verse 19. Now those who were scattered after the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. But some of them were men from Cyprus and Cyrene, who when they had come to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed a great number believed and turned to the Lord. You see here that the founding of this church at Antioch comes off the movement in Jerusalem, right? They're dispersed. These believers who come there had originally been in the Jerusalem church, and now they're spread out by the persecution, and they start speaking to Hellenists, to Greeks. You start to have a Jewish Christian church as opposed to just a Jewish church for the most part down in Jerusalem. So it comes off of it, but it's pretty independent of it, right? Once they get there, they witness, and they're, they're witnessing the church is growing all by itself. It's independent. Then you read down in verse 22, Then the news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem. And they sent out Barnabas to go as far as uh, Antioch. So Jerusalem hears it. Remember, the apostles are centered in Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 8, verse 1, Now Saul was consenting to his death, and at that time a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except except the apostles. And we discussed why months back, so I won't go into that again. 
So they were sent there. They stayed in Jerusalem. And even when they traveled, because remember, their mission is to bring the gospel to um, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, even when they travel, their center they, they come back to is Jerusalem. The church they come back to is Jerusalem. If you look at Acts chapter 9, verse 32, Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all uh, parts of the country, that he came down to the saints. He came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydda. So he's traveling about, Peter. But he is centered at the church in Jerusalem. So this church of Jerusalem has this core of the apostles having started a great work with thousands of people. It amazes me when you think about Peter, the attitude that he has. We'll continue the message in our next broadcast. We invite you to join us for our 10 a.m. Sunday service at the Memorial Hall in Madison, Connecticut. On our website at shiarjashub.org, you will find directions to our church, as well as a library of hundreds of radio programs for serious Bible study. That website again is shear-jashub.org. There is information on Pastor Greg Scalzo's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, and of course, a link to the Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle channels on YouTube and Rumble.com. We live stream the Sunday Sermon at 10.30 Sunday mornings on YouTube, and currently Pastor is in a fascinating series on Last Day Events. Join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.